Okay. Pastor. Pastor John just said he's going to preach his own message tonight. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's very generous. You've been so generous. I mean, it's a little overwhelming, actually. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be with you, actually. Um, and I just pray that the messages uh, speak to you and uh, encourage you uh, to continue in grace, right? And uh, your lives bless us so much. And in Baltimore, uh, I will talk about you. And uh, and I passed, you know, Baltimore sends his, the, the love from Baltimore, but we will bring je, lots of love home. Yeah, so thank you. So give yourselves a hand. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was joking. I, I was joking with our sisters from the Ukraine here. And I, I said, I said, this church can read my mind. I want a coffee, and all of a sudden it appears. I want some water, and all of a sudden it appears. <laughs> it's like amazing. So amazing church. Can you read my mind right now? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, and that was an amazing message. That was really beautiful, Pastor George. Wow. Yeah, so, Father, just again, meet us here in these moments. And bless your people. And uh, just again, uh, make personal the beautifulness of grace. In Jesus' name, Amen. So today, I want to, tonight, I want to talk about the beauty of grace. And I want to look at this passage here in Second Corinthians, chapter twelve. Uh, this trip has so much refreshed me. And um, it's been short, but very powerful. And um, It's exciting what God has before us, amen? And um, I love the thought about the beauty of grace. And it's amazing how complicated man is, isn't it? How complicated we are. And how simple grace is. And it's simply beautiful because it came from God. And we, we see something that there's beauty in brokenness. And when God breaks you and I, we understand his grace. And I want to think tonight about brokenness. And be encouraged that you cannot break yourself. Be encouraged. Uh, don't pray, Lord, break me, because he, <laughs> uh, he may do that. 
That God is faithful to break us as we follow him. But it's very important, like we just heard, that we will not know the God of all grace without being broken. My wife and I were uh, traveling a few months, or actually a few years ago. And we went to an art class together. That's a fun thing to do with your spouse. Anyway, and we came across this glass in, in, the, arts, in the arts program. These beautiful sheets of glass, de, de, colored glass. De la, de la glace, de And the teacher said, I want you to break the glass. Carefully. And so we, this whole piece of glass, we broke it carefully. Et donc, ce grand morceau de verre, on l'a coupé avec euh, attention. It was one design. Donc, ça avait une certaine forme. It was one form. Ça avait donc une certaine forme. It was one color. C'était d'une seule couleur. But when you broke it, Mais quand tu le brises, it came into small pieces, small ça, squares and small ça pieces. Ça fait des petits morceaux. And then they said, take another piece of glass. Et prenez un autre morceau de verre and break that piece of glass. Et casser encore. So we broke like three or four pieces of glass. Donc on a cassé pièces de verre. And then the teacher said, I want you to, re, uh, to remake or redesign uh, with those pieces of glass. And my wife and I made up like a personal mosaic. Et donc, nous, with the broken glass. How many have ever done that? One person, okay. Two. It's fun, isn't it? I like to break things. <laughs> okay, not always, but I have to fix them too. So. But, but honestly, I thought of a, a spiritual analogy. God must break things and redesign things. Dieu doit briser les choses et les and they have a new beauty. Et ils ont une they have a new beauty. Ça donne une Just like that piece of glass was beautiful one dimensionally. And when it's broken, et quand il a été brisé, it's multi, it's multifaceted or multicolored. It's multidimensional, we could say. C'est devenu des multifacettes, des multicouleurs dans sa dimension. And it's the same principle that we read in 1 Peter chapter 4. That there are many sides of grace. Or in the Greek it says many faces of grace. So I want you to think about yourself as God's mosaic. Something broken that's made beautiful. 
something broken chose de briser, uh, cannot be fixed. It can never be fixed back to its original piece. And it's made into something beautiful. Aren't you glad in the kingdom of God nothing is wasted? Our pain our troubles our difficulties they are making us into God's masterpiece and we know that as we look to him so look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12 here's another struggle Voici un autre problème. Uh, Paul is struggling. Paul est en train de lutter. And he's asking God to deliver him. Et il demande à Dieu de le délivrer. Three times. Trois fois. That he, the thorn would be removed. Afin que l'écharpe puisse être enlevée. So 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Donc 2 Corinthians 12. 7 through 9. We see that. Um, let's just read it. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it may depart from me. Uh, we've prayed these prayers, haven't we? And, I, and don't you love the beauty of grace? Uh, the beauty of grace is not always what I want, but it's what I need. God, change the situation. Lord, change my brother. Lord, fix this situation. And God is saying, I will make something beautiful in your situation. And it's by breaking us. And that might not seem like an amazing answer, but it is the answer. Because in brokenness, we see the beauty of grace. And this is what he says. My grace is sufficient for you. Like it's what you need. No, Lord, I want this instead. I want me. I want change. I want something different. I want power. I want whatever, fill in the blank. I want my prayers answered. God says, my grace is what you need, a revelation. Lord, I don't know if I understand that. And God says, that's right. Without me, you can do nothing. You can understand nothing. And then he says these beautiful words. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I was recently at a funeral. And I was talking with a family member who lost uh, a, a family member. 
Donc je parlais à des membres de famille qui avaient perdu la, la personne qu'on enterrait. And they kept saying these words. Et ils disaient tout le temps ces paroles. I have to be strong. Je dois être fort. I have to be strong. Je dois être fort. I have to be strong for my family. Je dois être fort pour ma famille. They can't see me cry. Ils ne doivent pas voir pleurer. Gotta be strong. Je dois être fort. And I, I just listened to that and I didn't say anything because I want to be careful. But after many times I had to say something. I said, I love you. And you, you don't have to be strong. But you can be weak in God's strong hands. And that's a good point. Got to be strong. Got to be perfect. I have to do it right. I have to be in control. We all say these things. And God says, you don't need to be perfect. You need to receive my perfect love for you. What a way to live. His strength is made, displayed in our weakness, made perfect in our weakness. It's amazing. Sa, sa force, elle, elle va se révéler, se manifester à travers notre faiblesse. How many, how many are weak today? Qui est faible aujourd'hui? How many are strong today? Qui est fort aujourd'hui? <laughs> That was a trick question. Yeah. We, we, we are strong in our natural man. We really are. We're too strong, actually. God says in Isaiah 30:15, I wait to be gracious to you. And that's an interesting picture in the Hebrew. It literally means he waits and he's tapping his foot and he's looking at us c'est que et en fait il est en train de nous regarder en tapant du pied comme ça. He says I'm impatiently waiting for you. Je suis impatiemment en train d'attendre pour toi. Because you're too strong for me. Parce que tu es trop fort pour moi. You're too strong for me. Tu es trop fort. You're too capable without me. Tu es trop trop capable sans moi. You don't need me like you think you need me. Tu n'as pas besoin de moi comme tu penses que tu as besoin de moi. It's an amazing thing in ministry. And it's a scary thing that we can have confidence without total reliance on God. And isn't it a beautiful thing to be totally reliant? Say, God, I don't want to say anything without your spirit. And God breaks self-reliance. Et Dieu brise le fait qu'on s'appuie sur nous-mêmes. God breaks the will, uh, the desire to be in control. Et, et, et Dieu brise ce désir que nous avons d'être en contrôle. And it's very uncomfortable. Et c'est très, isn't euh, it? Euh, on n'est pas du tout confortable. This is not uh, comfortable. It is not, but it's beautiful. It's powerful. It's personal. It is authority. It is authoritative. It's beautiful. So what are we saying today? Uh, Ephesians chapter 2. You are God's mosaic. God may be, things may be falling apart 
in your life figuratively or even practically. Peut-être que les choses semblent s'écrouler dans votre vie de manière figurative ou peut-être même concrète. But to God, Mais pour Dieu, it is falling into a new place. Et en fait, c'est en train de tomber dans, une, dans un nouvel endroit. C'est une nouvelle forme qui va apparaître. My son, he likes kaleidoscopes. Mon, mon fils, il aime les kaleidoscopes. And you look in his visor and you move the, you move the knobs and it, it creates new designs. Et donc, quand vous regardez dans un kaleidoscope, si vous tournez une design, ça fait apparaître de nouveaux dessins. And one shape and one design can turn into multiple different designs. And this is our life. We are not called to walk safely to the grave. Life will have turbulence. But we will discover the beauty of grace. Mais nous allons découvrir la beauté de la grâce. In disappointments, quelquefois dans les désappointements, we will find grace. nous allons trouver la grâce. In frustration, dans la frustration, we will realize nous allons réaliser that we are too strong for God and we will say, God, you do the work. Et on va réaliser peut-être qu'on est trop fort devant Dieu et on va dire, Dieu, c'est à toi de faire l'œuvre. And I will declare your goodness. Think about his grace for a minute. It is measureless. You and I cannot measure love. The natural man will. He'll put conditions on it. He will manipulate people with it. But God's love is immeasurable. It is like having a cup of water and it's measured. But when you jump in the ocean, you cannot measure it. I want to live in the, in the ocean of grace and not regulate the grace. And what I'm saying is not an easy process. But it happens as we go to the cross and say it's no longer I that live. And God takes my beautiful life and he breaks it. And all of a sudden it's a mess. It's, un, it's unexpected what is next. Et tout d'un coup, c'est le bazar complet et c'était pas du tout attendu. Ce qui va, on sait pas ce qui va arriver après. And God says, Do not worry, I am putting you into a new design. Et je dis, ne t'inquiète pas, je suis en train de te façonner dans une nouvelle forme. To reflect my glory. Afin que tu puisses refléter ma gloire. To move my small little world into something that only shows the majesty of God. How many want that kind of life? Yes, Lord. Be easy with me. <laughs> uh, be, but your grace is sufficient. I may not understand it. I may not understand that Christ is enough. But he is more than enough. Uh, we may re be reduced just to him. Que nous juste à lui. And God says, you're at the source. You're at the source. His grace is unlimited. Sa grâce est, uh, It's unending. 
sans fin. It's unexplainable. Elle est inexplicable. That's why when you do good to those that despitefully use you, c'est pour ça que lorsque tu fais du bien à ceux qui t'utilisent, you confuse the devil. Tu rends le diable confus. Wait a minute. Comment? That person is supposed to react. That person is supposed to lash out and fight back. But they're doing good to their enemy. They're serving someone that does not deserve to be served. Grace confuses the devil every time. This is why the devil hates grace. Because grace is creating a miracle every time it's expressed. It's so good. Look at this in Ephesians 2. It's amazing. And Satan wants to steal our amazement. He wants us to be amazed with the world and to, to take away our amazement. But with God, we are constantly amazed. I love that thought. Okay, Ephesians 2.10. So beautifully broken. I've, ta I've talked with a few of you and I've been hearing your stories and it's very encouraging very encouraging how God has led you how God is ma making you into a trophy and it's amazing how we are redesigned and we're not who we were Isn't that good? When I come to church, I don't want to leave the same. I don't want to leave the same. When I'm in worship, and it's so anointed here, the worship is so anointed. Uh, like, and we we surrender and, and worship God, celebrate God. We are changed into His image. We are redesigned from the old man to the new man. And it's God's masterpiece. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his masterpiece created in Christ. There it is. We're created in Christ. And because of that, we do good works. And we walk in the good works. Why? Because grace is active. So no matter what happens in your life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, whatever happens, God is making you into something beautiful for people to observe. Dieu est en train de faire de toi quelque chose de beau afin que les gens autour de toi puissent le voir et s'émerveiller. Sa grâce suffit. Ça veut dire que sa grâce est avec nous dans chaque moment. His love will strengthen you when you have no strength. Et son amour va te fortifier quand tu n'as plus de force. Look at this in 2 Corinthians 2. 2 Corinthians 2. Grace, the many sides of grace. We're beautifully broken. Those words don't typically go together. 
Ces versets ne vont pas forcément ensemble. Usually something that's broken is not beautiful. When my car breaks, it's not beautiful. <laughs> And even worse, the, the mechanic bill is definitely not beautiful. But tears are beautiful. Surrender is beautiful. Agreement in the Spirit is beautiful. That's where the power of God is. It isn't me working harder. And it isn't me working smarter. But it's hiding in the beauty of grace. And God gives you wisdom from above. Right? And this is why he is waiting to be gracious. And this is why we abide in him. It's so, it's so counterintuitive, it's so countercultural, it's so opposite of the way we think. C'est tellement opposé à notre culture, à la façon dont nous pensons naturellement. This is why we struggle with the revelation of grace. If we help God or we help grace, it's no longer grace. In Romans 11:6. So God, what is my part? Your part is to be amazed about my grace, about me. To let me do it through you. And he is faithful to show us what that means. So there is 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be to God who always, always, always leads us to triumph, leads us in triumph. Grâce soit rendue à Dieu qui nous fait toujours, toujours, toujours triompher. Not to triumph, but he leads us in triumph. C'est pas au triomphe, mais il nous conduit dans le triomphe. It, it's like a parade, and you're une parade. and you're walking behind a a, a, dem, a band or something that is celebratory. Donc c'est comme dans une parade où tu marches derrière la, le groupe de musique. And we are walking in a triumphant parade. Et nous, nous sommes en train de marcher dans une parade triomphante. We're God. Parce qu'on nous suit en Dieu. Because it's a work of Christ. Parce que c'est l'œuvre de Christ. And through us, Et diffuses the fragrance. Et nous euh, faisons en Christ et qui répand par nous en tout lieu l'odeur. And what's our fragrance? It's his knowledge. His knowledge. You know, experience is great. But it's not absolute. I remember I was witnessing to an older man one time. And I was talking with him about the gospel. He says, you are young. You don't know anything. I am old. I know everything. <laughs> Or whatever, something like that. And, and I, I, said, I said, let me ask you something. With all due respect, I said, Jesus was 33. 30 to 33, would you, would you have listened to him? 
And he, he said, he did not say much after that. <laughs> so experience is beautiful, but not everything. Wisdom, the God gives you wisdom in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ. Among those who are being saved. And to those that perish. To one with the aroma of death. Leading to death. And isn't that interesting? Sometimes your spirituality will provoke other people's carnality. You ever been around a joyful person? And, and you're not feeling it? You're not here? You're having a bad day? And their joy is irritating. <laughs> It's like it's saying, okay, their spirit is telling me to die at the cross. <laughs> There's grace for my bad attitude. And it's no longer I that live, but now it's Christ living through me. And then, and then it goes on to say, and to the other, the aroma of life leading to life. And this is why we need the body of Christ. By the way, I will never find my potential unless I'm in a church. I need a church. I need a church family. And, and this is why this is such a gift here. This is a gift. It's a gift. And in our brokenness, we are remade into something beautiful. Life unto life. Pastor Johann's faith encourages my faith. Pastor Jean's faith empowers me to believe God for bigger things. My kids need a church. Uh, my kids need a church. And our kids are, I've been thinking about our kids. Like, Lord, I want, I want my kid to follow after you. How will he know? How will he know where to follow? The sacrifice that you make to help your kids follow God is beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I love to garden. And I love beautiful flowers. And beauty is like, it's different for different people. But grace is exquisite. It's a good word. La, la, oh my la goodness. Grâce I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make it difficult. You're awesome. It's exquisite. It means it's like the rose of Sharon is above all, above all beautiful. And that's our that's our Christ. And I love reading Song of Solomon and And I joke with my son, he's eight, and he likes to read Song of Solomon, so I have to watch that a little bit. <laughs> okay. Carson, stay in chapter one. Stay in chapter one. And, and we came across this verse that he is the lily. He is the lily of the valley. 
Oh, that's uh, funny. Okay. The least I'm getting Italian. tired. That's why my jokes are getting funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So this is beautiful. Let's just read the rest here. Uh, where were we? 16. 16. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's turn to Jeremiah 18. And we'll close here in a minute. Beautiful. What is beautiful? Well, I talked to one brother here and he told me how he found the Lord. And the situation was not beautiful, but the end result was beautiful. I talked to another brother here that lost a, lost a son and that And that brought him to God. That was a And um, the means may not be beautiful, but the end is beautiful. I will know God more today than I did yesterday. That means I'm growing. My alabaster box, like that's me, my alabaster box is broken and there's a beautiful aroma. Why did that lady break the alabaster box? It's such a waste. Isn't, it, isn't the world going to say that? You're wasting your life. You're wasting your time. It's like no idea that that the alabaster box is anointing Jesus. Your faith, your, your decision by faith is anointing Jesus in your life. Alright, okay, Jeremiah 18, real quick. Brokenness. Did Jesus nail his own hands to the cross? No, he didn't. Did Jesus nail his feet to the cross? No. Did Jesus put a crown of thorns on his head? No. Did Jesus spear himself in the side? No. No. It's interesting. Life, life and people and circumstances out of our control will be, a, will be the vehicle of brokenness. I can get angry or we can get, we can get humble and say, God, I don't like this, but I love you. I'm not called to like it, but I'm called to receive your love. And then there's strength to walk through the fire. There's strength and you will see the fourth man in the fire. And it's interesting, gold, gold is very interesting. When you're refining gold, you know it's pure when you can see the reflection of the refiner's face in it. So in our life, we see Christ's face and others see Christ's face in us. 
Et donc, dans ces épreuves-là, on voit la, le visage de Christ et les autres voient, nous on le voit et les autres le voient aussi. Et c'est magnifique. C'est beau. It's interesting about a diamond ring. Et à propos d'une bague euh, de diamant, uh, the most powerful and strongest stone is often put in the weakest setting. En fait, la, la pierre la plus dure, la plus résistante, elle est placée dans un, dans, elle est reçue dans un socle le plus fragile. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That's interesting. It's, it's, it, that's our life. We are, we are, uh, the, we are the setting, and God's diamond is, his, is Him. Et nous, on est le réceptacle, et Dieu est le diamant, et Christ est le diamant. It's amazing. I remember uh, my wife when I gave her her, her ring. I really wanted to make sure the diamond would not fall out. Because <laughs> that, ha that can happen. <laughs> uh, and so I, I told the jeweler, I said, really make, sh really make sure that setting is strong. And he just looked at me. And he nodded his head. He said, it, it's good. It's oui, good. Bon, bon. Yeah. So, the alabaster box. Okay, we're going to close with this. Weakness is good if it's, if it's in the hand of God. If you can't do it, God can do it. If you don't want to do it, God will strengthen you and tell you where it is that he wants you. His grace is past finding out. It's so much better than we can even imagine. Uh, I, I said this earlier, but I was talking with a brother, and I work with him through addiction counseling. And he said, I've tried everything, and I cannot get victory. I said, have you opened your Bible and discovered grace? He says, I haven't done that. I said, God wants to lead you in triumph over this addiction. But he has to do it. You keep yielding. You keep yielding and saying, yes, Lord, I will follow you. And today this young man is doing very well. And God has healed him from a very addictive substance. That literally is impossible by man's estimation, but it's very possible with God. Okay, we'll close here. So, Jeremiah 18, I love these, these verses here. And it says here, arise in verse 2, and go to the powder's house. And there I will cause you to hear my words. I will cause you. I will make you hear me. I will make you hear me. So sometimes in life, we can run from God, but we really are running to him because he's everywhere. Quelquefois dans nos vies, on veut fuir loin de Dieu, mais en fait, quand on court, on va dans lui parce qu'il est partout. 
<laughs> you ever run and just kind of ignore, kind of shut your ear off? And God says, okay. I have got plenty of time. And in time, he leads us back to himself. And we hear his words. And, and, we, and we are now broken to receive his words. Hearing is one thing. Receiving is another. And then I went down to the potter's house. And there he was. Do you like those words? God is with you every moment. If I make my bed in hell, which I don't recommend, he is there. He is there. And look at, because there is a reason he's making something beautiful out of something that's broken. You are not worthless. You are not past God's touch. It's amazing. I love in the Gospels when Jesus ministered to the leper. He did what was what no one else would do. He touched the leper. And because he was Uh, pure et parce qu'il était pur and all powerful et tout puissant he did not get leprosy lui n'a pas reçu n'a pas pris la, la lèpre but the leper mais le lépreux got healed à lui a été guéri and this is the nature of grace ça c'est la nature de la grâce we are never we are never left the same way on n'est jamais laissé de même manière well i, I want to give one more verse i just thought of it but notice this that he says this He put it on the wheel, the clay was put on the wheel, and he marred it in his hand. He marred it. Uh, It's verse 3. And he made it again into another vessel that seemed good to the potter. All right, one last verse. Because uh, I cannot tell, I cannot miss this verse. 1 Samuel 2. So uh, God can redeem it all. Maybe not the way we think. But God is in, in the process, the breaking process, in the remaking process. Our, our, our saving grace is looking at him. It's looking at him, focusing on him. How do we survive? We keep looking at him. And we don't just survive, we thrive. We, we grow. And we have an amazing life in the furnace. Okay, how you doing? You good? All right, one more minute, two more minutes. Do I hear three? Three. 
Five. Can you say? Ten. Yes. Okay. You're very gracious. Okay. First, first Samuel 2, 8, and I'm going to close here. Well, verse 6, let's read them. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and he brings up. The Lord makes poor and he makes rich. He brings low and he lifts up. And here it is. He raises the poor from the dust. I feel like that sometimes. And God says, I'm lifting you up. And he lifts the beggar from the ash heap. Are you on an ash heap today? I mean, you look pretty good. Maybe you're not. But, but God is saying, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to exalt you. I'm going to promote you. I'm going to make something beautiful. And I will set you among princes. And what a, what a promise that is. You know, they say evangelism. It, one writer says evangelism is one beggar telling another beggar where the food is. And I like that. I'm a beggar. You're a beggar. But the food is over there. There's problems. There's an ash heap. There's trash. There's just a lot of craziness. God says, I'm lifting you up. I'm building you. I'm redesigning you. It's not wasted. Keep receiving my grace. Amen. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Good, great. Wow. Whew. You squeezed it. Oh, the time we the boss at 21 